Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. You're in and you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags. And get ready. You're going to Vegas. With someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. If you've ever seen Wayne Gretzky play ice hockey or got to see Sinatra before he passed sing, you know what it's like to see the best. Well, now, or hear the best. And now you're going to hear the best, the absolute best, Donald Trump impersonator. A lot of people do it. This guy is by far the best. His name is John Domenico, and he's been on all the shows, Conan, Fox. He's been on A&E, CNN, The View. John... Were you excited when Trump actually won, not because of what you think politically, but by the fact that you knew, like, oh, my gosh, I've got at least four years of doing this? I was actually more excited when he officially announced to run on June 15th. That that, that was more important than the actual win. Yeah, I imagine uh, it must have been exciting seeing him come down those escalators and go, oh, my gosh, as long as he drags us out, I could have a blast with him. Exactly, yeah. You know, and, and, and on the run-up, he was so – not that he's changed dramatically, but he, he was like a, 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 an animal let out of the cage. It was like, all right, let's do it. We're going to do it my way. It's going to be tremendous, tremendous, I have to tell you. Yeah, he, he, very first speech, he kind of set up this amazing comedic um, warehouse of material that I still mine, you know, every day when I'm writing when I'm writing my scripts. Like, you know, he's got so many great little touch points. But on the run up, you know, all the way through the summer of 2015, uh, when things started started really taking off, to when like Conan first reached out to me and Fox News reached out to me and uh, the Trump cast reached out to me, all these things started like, happening. As we went into the fall, it was really, really exciting. And to have that second part of all of uh, 2015 and then all of 2016 up to the election, it was it was incredible. It was really incredible. Now, have you had a hard time with any of your friends? Because he's such a polarizing figure. Either people oh, love yeah, him or hate absolutely. him. <laughs> I've, had, I've had friends reach out to me. Um, this is pretty much after the election, who said, um, listen, you know, I love you. And <laughs> these are very close friends. He said, I, I love you, but I cannot take any more Trump. <laughs> they had had it with Trump. So they said, I'm going to unfollow you. If anything important happens, text me. <laughs> so, you know, he is, he's a divisive figure. He's, he always has been. You know, back, I was always a big fan of his uh, back in the early 80s, and I actually worked for him in the late 89, 90. But uh, in the 80s, I just thought he was a fascinating character because one of the things you cannot deny about Trump is the fact that his timing is just impeccable. And he came along at a time when a lot of the great American businessmen had started to fall away, the Astors and the Carnegies and the Rockefellers. There was really no American iconic businessman at the time. And he stepped up and said, I'm the iconic American businessman. And he released Art of the Dealer in 87, and his timing was perfect. There really was a void at that time, the same same way he was during the presidential election. There was a void. He filled it. He's been he's very good at that. 
Yeah, it's a great point. And, you know, I'm thinking about it just as you were talking. I think outside of Lee Iacocca, you're right. Once, once Lee, you know, kind of faded a little bit, he kind of stepped into that. And so this has been a guy you've been looking at well before he even got into the world of politics. Yeah. Yeah, he, oh, absolutely, because I'm originally from Philadelphia, and he, he, I, you know, I was, I, I wanted to be an actor since I was like five years old. So I, there was this guy 90 minutes away who was a big part of New York. I wanted to be part of New York. I wanted to be on Broadway. I wanted to be an actor. So he was one of those things that kind of emerged. There's so many great American business stories, uh, and it's a weird kind of a mix to be an actor who likes business, but I always have. It's just, just it's just, you know, so it kind yeah. of worked out with Trump. It all merged together. Well, he's a perfect Las Vegas character in the sense that if you think of Las Vegas, they got no problem. They make a mistake, they just tear it down and build up a new one, and that sort of kind of fits his personality, right? If he gets in trouble with something, he just attacks back and moves on to the next thing. <laughs> Yeah, and he's really, he's an out, even for New York, he's an outsized character. He is very Vegas. He's very glitzy. He's very show. If you saw the, you know, the opening of his building, not his casinos, just his buildings are big, 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 big events where most people, when they open a building, are like, hey, our building's opening. He's, it's a big production. And he's really aware of that. He's a, he's a great, great showman in that respect. So everything's got to be bigger and better and more tremendous than the last time because, you know, that's what people remember, the tremendousness. Well, first of all, people need to go to YouTube to see uh, your stuff there, John D. Domenico. Also, uh, your website, johnnyd.net, it's got a really fascinating look at you. I mean, you've got an interesting background. You deal with a lot of uh, corporate gigs and so forth. I would imagine right. people – and also, which I found really interesting as I was going through some of your stuff, you like uh, – like, you know, you were just saying you like business. You do some research. You don't just go do something, right? When you're going to go speak to the pharmaceutical companies, for example, you know a little about pharmaceuticals going into it. Oh, yeah, and give you a, a perfect example. I did a lot of pharma for a lot of years because I love, I love learning. I'm, a very, I, I'm very curious. And, you know, when you do a comedy club, your audience is coming in. You, you really have no idea who those people are. You know what I mean? You know they like comedy and they want to be entertained that night. But when you have a corporate audience and you have the opportunity to learn what they know and to write your material so specifically that it really resonates them and it's truly memorable, that to me is what a great opportunity. So if I can find out about you know what the company makes and the company culture and the company history and all those other things that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis, I can customize that material, that comedy so they walk out of there and go like wow that guy that guy really put time in because that's what they're gonna that's what they're gonna remember it's, it's great when a you know a, a named comedian comes in and does his act but if i can write the material specifically to them that means a lot that means a m- means much more yeah. to that audience and then i you know one of the big things that i do is content i bring in a lot of content and so they're getting content they're getting comedy it's all customized and that's what i that's what i like to do i like to create that that package for them and a lot of meetings I'll do multiple characters. I might do three to five characters. Mm-hmm. I'll be Trump. I'll be Austin Powers. I'll be Dr. Phil. You know, and I'll close the show with a big award thing as Jay Leno. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Now, a couple – so let's do a little bit of that because I was going through the list. Yeah, You've got a okay. ton of people. 
What? Well, okay. So start out with Leno, and then I well, I have a particular industry in mind. But go ahead, talk about do, do kind of a little bit of Jay Leno. Cause okay, yeah. The thing I like about Jay Leno is because he's a little bit of a speech impediment when he speaks. He goes real high, you know, and then he goes real low. Hello, guys. How are you? <laughs> so I, I love him. I, I also had a severe speech impediment as a child, so I um I had to overcome that to to do to be able to be a performer. So I, I anytime I hear someone with a speech impediment, like his little bit of a lift, you know, when he speaks, hey, I can't feel good to see you. <laughs> I always try to go right to that, but I hear that in my ear. Well, and, and that makes sense in a way because having to overcome that, I guess you get really good. You're really paying attention to speech patterns and stuff much more than a lot of people that don't have that difficulty, uh, you know, they don't think about it as much. Right, I did eight years. You know, what happened was I was a kid, severe speech impediment, and I found I could do voices. So I used to do, now, right here on our show, the fabulous Garbaccio brothers. So right away as a kid, I picked up Ed Sullivan, because that was my time frame. And I, when I did the voices, I didn't have the impediment. So, and I was also a big ham, and I grew up in a row, row home neighborhood outside of Philadelphia, so there was always an audience when my neighbors were sitting outside on the steps. So there was this place for me to perform when I was five, six, seven years old. And then when I got into school and I was diagnosed with the impediment, um, they gave me eight years of speech therapy, which was a huge help, and also helped me learn the me- mechanics of vocal production and helped me, you know, not just only speak better, but I had a much better understanding because I worked with speech, uh, th- uh, speech pathologists. We'll have more in a moment, but first want to talk a little about our great sponsor, the Neon Museum in Las Vegas. Okay, first of all, it's a must-stop. You can't miss it. It's a great attraction here in Las Vegas, a world-class museum, and they've got something going on that I want to talk about for a few minutes called Brilliant. It's a new show. It's a 360-degree audio-visual immersion experience that uses dance technology to reanimate some monumental examples of the Neon Museum's iconic signs. It's all about the signs of Las Vegas and so forth. It's incredible to see. The music is great. The history is great. You don't want to miss it. It's the Neon Museum, and the show is called Brilliant. For more information, you got to go to their website. It's neonmuseum.org, just like it sounds. Tickets are $23.00. Well worth every penny, and it's 30 minutes Wednesday through Sunday right at sunset. We are chatting with John D. Domenico, the very best Donald Trump impersonator in the world. Well, I, and I love this whole concept of working for industry. So as I thought of Las Vegas, I thought one thing that Vegas is really famous for is great chefs. And you do a couple of them. Uh, give oh, us yeah. a little taste of, uh, of, first of all, the big guy who has like five or six restaurants in town, Emeril Lagazzi. Yeah, I just—he's such a great, great character. I—he's—he's I, he's so amazing, and his energy is is so incredible. But I have to tell you, the one to do is is Guy Fieri, baby, because he's got all the catchphrases. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm driving the bus to Flavortown, baby. Mm, that's so good, I want to slap your mama. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to be a good fit for him. And well, I mean, he's already got a restaurant or two in Vegas. But with the Raiders coming, I know he's a big Raider fan. He goes often to a training camp and uh, feeds him up there. So it'll be fun to have him in town <laughs> more often. Yeah, yeah, he's a great. From what I understand, he's a great guy. And I, I've been to many of the restaurants that he's had on diners. Diners driving the dives, baby, the triple D. <laughs> yeah, and also, now, again, people need to go to, to YouTube because you look like these people, too. I mean, that's part of it. Oddly, yes. Oddly, <laughs> it's amazing how many people I look like. It's very strange. 
But I love doing, you know, that's the actor in me, because I started out, you know, professionally I started as an actor and a stand-up, but it, which are, again, a kind of a strange mix, but as an, an actor, when you're doing theater uh, and studying acting, I like to be as authentic as possible, and if I can create that illusion, like 100% illusion, um, that you can kind of buy in, that I'm, that I'm Dr. Phil, hey, what were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, what's cool about the list of people you do is, you know, there are some, like a lot of people do Johnny Carson and so forth, but you got oh, guys yeah, like Johnny Chris... Carson. <laughs> well, what about John, what about uh, Chris Matthews? I mean, that's great. I, I just think because nobody does him. <laughs> yeah, Chris Matthews. You know, the thing about Chris Matthews is he's from Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, and uh, I'm from Ambler, Pennsylvania, so the area's kind of close, and I know how they speak, you know, because they kind of – am I right? Come on, you're an art boy. Answer the question. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the late Billy Mays, I like that one too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he was – you know, it was so it was so funny. I actually – had shot a couple of videos of him after he passed away. They were already on the books. And, and he's, I have to be a little loud. I'm going to move the mic away. But, you know, hi, I'm Billy Mays. <laughs> <laughs> so, so big and over the top. I, I love, like, really big characters. Because if it's someone like Austin Bowers, baby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're they're fun. They have great. They have, they're just so vocally. They're just so much fun to do. And all the Mike Myers characters are great because you know even someone like Doctor Evil. You know, you know Scott, you're just that evil enough. You're quasi evil. You're semi evil. You're the Diet Coke of evil. Just one calorie. Well, and you also can get in, of course, with Trump, but with other people that like to hear the sound of their own voice, like James Lipton. I saw that, and I go, okay, that's a good fit, too. <laughs> yes, I was actually, it was in New York, I was visiting the friend who actually studied with James Lipton, and James Lipton wrote a book called Inside, 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 the <laughs> Actors Studio. I just loved how self-reverential he is when he speaks, and so his, his affect is so specific. He's almost English, but he's not. He's like an American, <laughs> wants to be English, but if he puts on the fake English accent, everyone know he's a fraud. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, let's talk a little about you, because you're not just an impressionist. You see, you know, you've done acting. You've also been in a number of commercials. What's that like? I mean, that's got to be kind of fun and different, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. You know, and there's one, if you just go to YouTube and put John D. Domenico Donald the wall. Um, there's a wall commercial that I worked on, but what's really cool about it, it's, it's about the day, it's a fictional commercial where it's the day Donald Trump opens the border wall that spans the southern border of the United States. And it's very funny. It was a really big, big production. It was you know, hundreds of extras and a very well-known director and um, an, Australian, an Australian news channel ripped the commercial and then put it up on their site. It ended up getting 30 million views. Oh, uh, and working on anything, TV, films, done about four feature films, I've done a couple of series, it's always great because that's your dream as an actor. I, I feel the most comfortable either on a stage, live in front of people, or on a set because you're with like just a bunch of creative people 
and you're creating something that'll last forever. When you work on a film or a TV series or a commercial, a big budget commercial, it lasts forever. And yeah. you can point people back to it. It's like, hey, what, take a look at this. And th that wall commercial is great because I'm really proud of my performance that day. I was under a lot of stress, but I really think I nailed it as Trump that day. Uh, which it, it was great to be on a live stage and have Secret Service and have all these extras, you know, yeah. yelling at you positively as they do for Trump. It was just, it was awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, this has been what a, what a break, a talented guy, but you, you got you got your your story. The Trump thing is like a once in a lifetime thing. Is oh, it, it's but incredible. I, I gotta ask you though. I was thinking about it. And I go, John. Do you ever worry that this could be one of those Vaughn Meter things where you know? I mean, you know, I'm not saying anything's going to happen, to Trump. But just when he finally goes away for whatever, you know, he goes four years, eight years, what have you, are you afraid that like, oh God, people aren't going to be able to remember this? Or although, how do you forget this? I guess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you know, uh, worst case scenario, um, if it all ended tomorrow, I'm, you know, I'm covered because, as you said, I do a lot of different characters, and I've been doing it. I've been, you know, a professional actor now for 27 years, or however long it's been. Well, far too long. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I've been doing it long enough, and I'm very diversified. I'm also a writer, and I've done legitimate acting roles, and I've done off-Broadway. So, but this is, but this has been a stroke of luck to be in the right place at the right time and to one of the reasons I really lucked out is I was one of the few people doing Donald Trump when he did announce a lot of people did it here and there um, Phil Hartman did it on SNL and obviously Daryl Hammond who is incredible I, I mean he's absolutely the best uh, but for me as a working person as a working actor who's willing to travel and do all these corporate events and do a lot of things you know, someone like Daryl Hammond probably wouldn't want to do. It, it's been fantastic for me. And I had that long runway starting, you know, going back to 2004, having done him back then. Yeah. And all the yeah. years. Because in the aggregate, they, I was much easier to find than somebody who just picked it up. And a lot of people are coming out of the woodwork, going to the party store, getting a crappy wig and uh, Make America Great Again hat and a red tie. And they think they're doing Donald Trump. Right, right, exactly. You've been perfecting that for years. I got one last question. I, I, your background is similar to mine. Uh, we both went up, you grew up Catholic and so forth. And I. Yeah, oh, I. I. my stand up act. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Well, that's what I was going to ask you because it seems like. You know, a lot of guys I knew used to like impersonate the priests and that kind of thing. Is that kind of what you what did growing up? I, I don't know what it is about that world, but it, it just brings a little of that out. Oh, well, you know, it's funny because I think growing up Catholic, uh, and by the way, I mean, as a writer, to me, one of the greatest things that's happened to me is being Catholic. The Catholic Mass is structure. It's like a movie or a TV show. There's amazing structure to it. And every week you get to see this structure and a new storyline and, and you have great actors because the really good priests are the actors right. um, who can really tell the story and tell the story of the gospel and have a great homily. And I had amazing, uh, amazing priest, Father Helduzer. That's his real name, <laughs> Father Helduzer. And this guy was a World War II veteran and he was the toughest priest I've ever come across. And then there was Father Gallagher, and then there was the new, the new kind of, you know, this is the early 70s, but the hipper priest was Father Harkins, and he was the more softer, you know, new-agey kind of guy. 
right? So yeah. you get to see these personalities, and you and you learn a lot from it because you learn what style you like to see. You know, and, yeah. and you're seeing it every week. It's it's. I, I learned a great deal in my stand-up act. The closing, my whole signature bit at the end was being Catholic and going to church. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you talk about Father Gallagher, and, uh, you know, we had those kind of priests, too, and those were the ones that had the long lines of confession, because you didn't want to go to that hard guy. You might, you might be right. there a while. He wanted, wanted the soft guy. What's the guy with the soft touch? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to get in and out, you know, and you're a kid, especially. <laughs> I want to drive by confessional, Father. I don't want to... Yeah. Well, John, you're a great guy. As people can tell, a uh, great comic. You don't want to miss him. Thanks. How can, how can we find you? You know, and, and if we want to hire you for uh, you know one well, of our you, events, you can hire me through the website. And um, th- and if you want to see me live, I don't do a lot of public appearances because I'm on the road a great deal. I just did the Friars last week in New York, which I was very proud to do to do stand up there as Trump. I did it as a stand up Trump act, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll probably be coming back just as myself. Everything else is much is pretty much online. The YouTube, there's hundreds of YouTube videos of all the different. Cast- Characters, and uh, you can find me on my personal uh, Facebook page or my fan page. And I usually respond to people within, you know, twelve hours if they leave a comment or want to ask me a question. Well, we'll definitely do that, John. Thanks a lot. Hope to have you on again. Oh, Stephen, thank you so much. It was my pleasure. You've been listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast, with new shows loaded twice weekly. Got a guest idea? Email us at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com and catch the show live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network.